Well, welcome, welcome to, to the tea. It was really good ASMR right up until the end there. <laughs> well, I try to be really jarring. I find that. You're succeeding. Everything yeah. is amazing. Um, we are doing a double header today. This is our second one we've recorded. So mm-hmm. we've already been drinking for two hours. We're yep. loosened up. Yep. We're friends. We out here. Uh, and f- yeah, if you listen to last week's podcast you know that we were expecting like there's this like ominous thing right now where it's supposed to be like negative 50 with wind chill tomorrow so yep. like it's all anyone's talking about is that the apocalypse is coming so yeah so we're in the dark in a snowstorm yeah. drunk <laughs> so when you're listening to this now know that yes we we died a week and a half ago mm-hmm. and uh yeah this, this is our final this is our final swan song yeah so we hope you enjoy it how you doing I'm okay. I'm feeling a little flushed now, which is good. Yeah, I feel I feel warm, but it's a false warm because I know that my toes will be like icicles later, and I'll put them on the cat, and it'll be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't know why. (laughs) This is good. This is going to be a great episode, (laughs) y'all. I hope you're ready. Um, uh, So we're joined by uh, two guests who have never joined us before. Um, I'll start out with uh, Denali is here. Welcome, Denali. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> How you well, doing? I'm good, I'm good. It's good to be on the tea. I'm like the tea's biggest fan, like such a tea nerd, so. <laughs> what are, what are quite the honor. What are, are the people who follow the tea? Are they called the teens? Oh, They God. have to now. The teens. That's like, the worst, I love it. I don't know, the sweeteners, or I don't know. No, I like I, Ariana's gonna oh, fight wait, us. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like that album. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah, you almost started a riot. Yeah. Um, so uh, Denali is one of our past owners of Crash Landing. Uh, you've only been doing drag for how long? Not even a year? Officially since April. You you had one of the fastest come-ups that I've ever seen. She decided to do Crash Landing, had her first performance at Crash Landing? Second. The Second. Unofficial performance <laughs> at Montreal Pride when I was oh in the hey. rehearsals for Cirque du Soleil. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. Well, tell them, so speaking of Cirque du Soleil, also you're an ice skater. Tell them what else you do. Yes. Um, in my alter ego life, I am a professional figure skater and figure skating coach. Um, I, I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm a figure skater and figure skating coach. I grew up in Alaska figure skating and did that all my life. I moved to Salt Lake City to train for the Olympics, but you know, yeah, you know, so does every, so does every child that. How long were you training for the Olympics? Um, I was at the National Center for like five years. Five Holy years. shit. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. In Salt Lake City, it was after the 2002 Olympics that there was a lot of coaches there and they yeah. claimed it as like one of the centers for a while. It was cool. It was, it was hard. I, yeah. All I did, I ate, breathed, drank, slept, just lived skating. Um, but it was cool. I mean, I, after that, I um, decided to go into professional skating and used it as my work and toured the world yeah. skating, which was... We awesome. were just in Orlando, and yeah. a bunch <laughs> of us took a, a, a big trip uh, in December to mm-hmm. Orlando, and we saw Denali at one of That's so where fun. she was working. Yeah. so intensely jealous of you. <sighs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. But uh, after a while, being on tour, just, oh, it's so tough. Living out of a suitcase and feeling like you have a community but not really at the yeah. same mm-hmm. time because your friends are like contracted with you for eight months and yeah. you're like bye see you in Austria one day yeah. maybe and you, you did know. cruise ship <laughs> stuff and yeah, yeah yeah cruise ships Cirque du Soleil I uh, worked for just small gigs all over the US and stuff mostly cruise ships I did that for like three or four years straight yeah. Yeah. which is extremely isolating and yeah. then you lived here for a year and a half and then yeah and I then literally 
Um, you just came to drag shows all the time, and then one day you're like, I'm doing Crash Landing. And then you, yeah, like, I'm did the cool. damn thing and won. Oh, yeah. And then so were blasted out of a cannon, and now you're, like, one of our most working queens, Aww. which is crazy. Which is also a testament to how you can come to Chicago and just fucking right. do, do your thing. fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. It's true. I wouldn't have... I really chose Chicago on such a whim, and I couldn't imagine a, a come up in any other city because, yeah. like, literally this community has it's, meant the world to me. It's and like, built for that. Ugh, yeah. Just, yeah, and, like, accepting all types of drag and exposing you to all types of drag and rounding yourself out as a good drag queen because, you know, you see cities where they're just producing, like... A lot of the same dark queens. Like oh, machine white, where it's like a million oh, white girls Broadway with queen a million or white girls with dreads. I'll just say it. <laughs> um, I've known Kamoris for probably six years now. Um, I feel like we kind of started drag together, right? Yeah, sort yeah. of, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she was in the. Uh, cast of Tranika's Most Wanted, which was my first show, oh my God, yes, along with, Scarlet. with Kimchi and Whoa. Shay and uh, and Valentine. The simple days, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and uh, so you are. Tell them about yourself. They don't know where do you get the name Kamara Hall. Uh, well, my last name comes from my drag mother Taj Mahal, mm-hmm. who, who is also Ooh. Dita Ritz's drag mother. Uh, Nasha Lopez's Nasha drag Lopez, mother, yeah. Jada Hall in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. She has like daughters all over the country. Yeah, <laughs> but, sons, um, all kinds. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I met her uh, my freshman year at Loyola because they hosted a drag show every year, mm-hmm. and I just remember seeing her and was like, if I ever wanted to do drag, I wanted it to be just like her. Yeah, and I would bother her like every weekend mm-hmm. on Facebook, like, can you please teach me? Can you Aww. please teach me? And so finally, she caved in. I was like, okay, but you got to take me to the wig store first. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was basically like her, kind of like her drag slave mm-hmm. for the first couple of months. <laughs> yeah, like driving her to like the airport and to her like gigs. But I understood that like I had to put the work in yeah. is to show her that I was serious. Yeah. Then finally she was like, okay, come over. And she taught me how to like paint. Yeah. So Ta- that's how the relationship came. For those who don't know, Taj is like a legendary queen. Yes. She was a Miss Continental Plus, mm-hmm. and um, she passed how many years ago? Uh, she passed in April 2014. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she was like the diamond of Chicago, yeah. some would say, because she hosted the Pride show every year, yeah. and she was just a staple. When she when she passed, Dita talked about it on here, Dita had to take a full step back from yeah. drag, because mm-hmm. she was fully like her rock. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she's an icon, so... I kind of understand what Dita felt too. Like, that's what I felt. That's when my drag really changed into like something along her footsteps. Like, I started, started to do more like pageantry kind of looks yeah. and performing more songs like her just to carry on her legacy. Yeah. I just didn't want people to forget that. Um, I love watching you perform because you're so high energy, but you also have such a pageant vibe to you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's almost misleading to say. I just feel like that your energy is pageant because you have, like, the big pageant hair. <laughs> and you also have beautiful gowns, but you also have such a, like, young, vibrant energy. When well, it's so oh, clean you. and specific yes. and glamorous that yes. I think that's the pageanty thing. But also you're so, like... I don't know any better word to put this than like raunchy. Like yeah. it's not it's not <laughs> sexual, but it's kind yeah. of dirty. Like yeah, yeah. you just like sh- when you're shaking your hair and like going uh, sweat yeah. fall. You know, it's just there's something about it that's yeah. very kind of underground, which I also Thank really you. love. I feel like you're appealing to so many people. Because 
because you're just really you're just a very polished drag queen. Oh, you really you are. Franica. You're just you. Well, you really are. Like that's the I feel tea. Like people, that's the tea. I feel like people can come in and have any type of taste, uh, and and you just kind of scratch the itch for them. Like, mm-hmm. just, I don't know. You're good yeah. at what you do. Thank um, you. You also have one of the. Well, you have a huge Bob Mackie collection. I do. And Bob Mackie found this out, and when the Share Show premiered here, you uh, uh-huh. were Bob Mackie's date. I was. That's like, insane. I was speechless because I had already bought my ticket to the share show and I was just like, okay, how am I going to meet him and blah, blah, like trying to work out a battle plan. But then like his PR agent messaged me on Instagram and said like, hey, like, would you like to be like the special guest? How did he find out that you have this Bob Mackie collection? Um, It was through his PR agent. Like she started following me on Instagram and then we would just like like each other's stuff. But how did she find you? Like, oh, because I would just, just tag, tag him on Bob Instagram. Because, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. like, she would That's run his Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, my God, someone's, like, really obsessed with them. So, yeah. you know, and she um, was like, I have an extra ticket. Oh. So, you know. who Did you sit with him? Uh, I did not sit with him, but I did come with him to the after party. Oh. So that was a treat. That's crazy. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's um, what, are, what are your, like, how many of the dresses do you have at this point? Because you've kind of gotten okay. them and gotten rid of, like... I ha- I've had maybe, like, 20 or more over okay. the years, but I've gotten rid of, like, the ones I don't like anymore. <laughs> I just want to keep, like, the couture quality ones, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, sorry. I'm What's your mo- right now. So. She, she's a lightweight. I've had half a glass. Oh, damn. <laughs> she gets it's flushed. And I'm no, lightweight. it's crazy yeah. how quick it goes, honestly. Um, what's, your, what's your most expensive Bob Mackie? Oh. See, that's kind of hard to answer only because, like... Because you buy them cheap as shit. Yes. <laughs> From people like, who don't know what they Yeah, because they don't know, like... Yeah. How rare these are. My roommate yeah. bought a $15 Bob Mackie dress from the thrift store. What? Next, yes. And it wasn't even in, it was in like, just because it had sequins, they didn't even know what it was. And next to it, of course, is like a Hollister sweater for also $15, oh you know. because It was your Chucky jacket, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess my most expensive one is um, the Casino Beta jacket mm-hmm. that I wore. But it's like big enough where I can wear it like a dress. Yeah. yeah. So That's good. probably the most expensive one. I've had my eye on that for the longest time. Oh. And I was like, fuck the, re- fuck the rents. <laughs> I'm going to get this jacket. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, we- so we get a lot of questions every single week about everybody's drag influences and our drag influences. And we figured we'd just start, like, folding that in here. So I, I wanted to, like, throw it back over here. Denali, what, are, what would you say are some of, like, your big Ooh. drag influences? Um, growing up, in Alaska was definitely a huge influence in me and just in general in my so life. So Alaska, Thunderfuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Alaska yeah. Thunderfuck, is that what yeah. you're saying? Nebraska, Nebraska <laughs> Thunderfuck who? No, she should be named Philadelphia, so I can take Alaska. <laughs> She's not even from there, no. Um, <laughs> no, I, I grew up in Fairbanks, Alaska. It's this tiny town of 30,000 and like smack in the middle center of Alaska, like eight hours from everything. Um, and when I was deciding, I was like, okay, what should my drag name be like? where do I find the most, like, strength in terms of, like, relating to my own femininity or, like, my alter ego? And that was definitely, like, a lot of the figures that were around me in Alaska, like, my mom and my grandma and, like, just even Mother Nature in Alaska. Like, it's just so badass and, like, strong and crazy. Um, But my grandmother, she um, struggled with some, like, mental health issues, and she... um, Attempted suicide when I was only, like, well, actually, I think my mom was, like, 14, so I wasn't even born yet. Oh. So I only knew her as, like, mentally disabled, and she was fighting so hard um, in Alaska. She was there just for her life and whatnot, and that was one of the strongest examples of strength for me. And yeah. it was at this place in Fairbanks called the Denali Center, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to name myself Denali because, you know, I was thinking like, okay, what kind of queen do I want to be? Do I want to be one of these girls that has like this catchphrase name with yeah. like, you know, da 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 And I was like, I don't know. It's not really who I am. And so. It's just something that really meant something to you. Yeah. It just like clicked. And I was talking with my friend Ben one day, Ben Falk. And yeah. we were just like, why don't we do something like Alaska? There's so many cute names there. Like Juno and Denali yeah. and, <laughs> you know, just all these things. And I was like, wait, oh, I didn't know that was a city. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, well, it's actually the whole territory of where I grew up in. Will you t- uh, talk about, Mount McKinley, right? Yeah, Mount McKinley was... I had no idea. Do you know this piece of history about Mount McKinley? Mount I don't McKinley, know yet. It's the tallest uh, mountain in North America, and it's um, in Alaska. And it was originally named Mount Denali by the indigenous people yeah. in Alaska. And what? then but, they renamed um, it after a white man. They renamed what an it asshole. after McKinley. Yeah. President McKinley. And then, but then Obama was like, Mm-mm, he reversed I don't think the so. name of it to the indigenous. <laughs> Another now oh. Obama. So Mount McKinley doesn't exist no, anymore. It now doesn't. it's Denali. Thanks, again. Obama. Yo, it's Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Trump is like, nah, nah, nah. We're naming it after. <laughs> oh God, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody tell him about Nobody the mountain. Nobody tell him. Yeah. He's too distracted by a wall anyway. Thank God. But. I'm sure Woo. he'll just name it after himself anyway. Probably. Oh, no. yeah, a big blinking sign on the side. Of <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Yeep. Um, That's crazy. So, yeah, Alaska. Um, obviously, a lot of local drag queens here in Chicago. Camilla Fox was my drag mother. Yep. She's oh literally perfection. And Chicago's best drag queen. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yep. Like, yep. the first time I saw her perform, she was just, like, floating on air. And I was completely one of those kids just, like, with giant eyes. Like, wow, this is the ideal yeah. drag queen. And... I was performing at a, a local competition show. It was one of the shows that I actually lost, and it was <laughs> it was just a really tough day and tough competition. And I was like in the back of this bar, and she was working it and floated up to me just like an angel, and she just like bent down, uh-huh. touched my shoulder, and was like, "Do you have a drag mother?" And I was uh-huh. like, just like wept right there. Aww. Ever since then, I've been a fox. She came and got you. Yeah, yeah. So I love her so much, and it's truly an honor to be. Yeah. In the Fox fam, for sure. Aww. Are you the only official? I think so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It so. makes sense. Yeah. It really does. I really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, a Latin drag mother as well that yeah. like, mm-hmm. really helps me be able to, like, tune into those roots? It's, like, really important, too, mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I just sure. love that she does everything, but she does everything well. Like, yeah. It's so good. So Great hair, Everything she wears that hits the stage is, like, fully yeah. rhinestone, yep. like, mm-hmm. with expensive stones, mm-hmm. and, like, she hits the light, and you just, you can't yeah. take your eyes yeah. off of her. She's, like, the Roxy Andrews of Chicago drag. Yeah. You know, everyone <laughs> yes. says she's, like, the pinnacle of drag and yeah. stuff. It's, like, yes, she's just, everything is to the T and so pristine, and yeah. I can even, like, She's also one of the nicest. We've yes. had her on, oh. on the show before. Oh, yeah, She's this really is sweet. fully a Camilla Stan yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? What are your like, inspirations? Yes. Kind of like what Denali said, my mom. Yeah. Like, just growing up, growing up watching Most her gay do boys, her makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, she would take forever to do her makeup. Maybe that's why I take so long to do <laughs> mine, too. When, How long do you take? When Kamora is in a show, she's... <laughs> If the show is at 10 o'clock, she starts getting ready at... Like, 3. 3. What? Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Because it's like... She's a nervous man. I can't You do don't that. understand. It's not just, like, a physical change. It's, like, spiritual. Oh, it's mental. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. I, it's I, an like, experience. Like, I my own, like, workspace. Like... the ritual, yeah. Yeah, oh, you know, like... <laughs> I love that so much. Wow. But I just learned that Valentina does, like... Takes, it takes her five hours to do yeah. her makeup or something. Everyone so, on, I don't feel so bad. Everyone on tour, apparently, is just, like... She's... 
like the number one person to be late. Yeah. She's always. Mm-hmm. Just, what does she do on Drag Race then? When that's, they what, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out too. Like, bitch, only give I you mean, a time limit. Yeah, they have like if you notice to do something. Yeah, <laughs> oh. if you notice in All Stars Four when she did the comedy challenge, yeah. Yeah. she didn't have her brows on. Yep. Or maybe she had my face. Her, her eyes her done. Eyes that's why she wore sunglasses. Yep. And it was like, like, bitch, twenty minutes. I'm still priming my face. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still priming. Shut up. This bitch is kind of drunk because she's. She, you got the same thing that Kim has. Mm-hmm. I think Kim's flush. worse than I am, though. Listen, Kim I don't had have one it. sip of a beer once. I don't have it. <gasps> Kim had one sip of a beer and had uh-huh. to go home. I have the same thing. It's an enzyme yep. that like certain humans don't produce, yeah. so that when you drink alcohol, you. it can't break it down. And I have it. If I drink dark liquor and I mix it, <gasps> strawberry face fully yeah. every time. It's like the most. I remember thing. <laughs> it was on um, Tranny's Most Wanted. It was your birthday show. Are, are we talking and about when Kim got? Or wait, no, this. Oh, is, you. B, like, I, we, we took a shot of Fireball later. before we started the show, shot and I opened, yeah. and, like, I didn't realize how drunk it was, but I just remember, like, because you, know, oh you know how the stage is? Yeah. Like, I took one step off the stage, and I, like, tripped, and my no. wig fell off, no. and it was just, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, what you do to no. me, Tranaga? Wait. Tamora Hall performed at her Time. Girl, I've been many times where my wig has fallen what? off. <laughs> You're whispering. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm so gagged that that happened. Um, oh, Kamara's wig's falling off. Oh, oh yeah. but but hey, not recently though. I've no. I've got Never. that shit down now. Yeah. Duct tape is your best friend. Mm-hmm. Not just for down there, but up here too. <laughs> <laughs> and especially those big ass. You got to strap that big pump yeah. into your. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, stapled, it's girl. Like eight wigs in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Dang. Um, shall we get started? I think we should. All right. Is it going to be you or me? You. Me. I like when you do it. Oh, thank you. I, I like when I do it, too. I love um, And plus, I really wanted to say this name. Mm. Creme from L.A., spelled K-R-E-M, which I Ooh. don't know what that is, but I'm into it. So. True. <laughs> um, what do you think the future of drag media will be? What do you want it to be? That's an interesting question. What do you think? What does that mean? Media? Like media, like how people like consume it. drag, I guess, when it's not in a bar or on a stage. We got to hit that point where we like are, so, well, not me, but <laughs> like, <laughs> where the, like uh, Kim or like Pearl or some of the really big names are like on red carpets and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Because Insane. it's starting. Shangela now. Shangela yeah, it's starting. Um, it's starting. Yeah. 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 Dress. Who? She was wearing a Christian Siriano oh, yeah. dress like yes. fully at the premiere. That is my dream. Can we, so can we talk? Can about we talk makeup? about the makeup though? <laughs> the hairline. No, it's just and not the hairline. <laughs> it's not the hairline for me. It was how uneven like the eyes were. Yeah. Like I think Got Mick yeah. had done her makeup, and she's like an infamous yeah, artist down like, in LA yeah. who's fantastic. But she at the end of the day, it's not your face. If you don't know someone's face, it's yeah. your first time doing it. That's hard. I don't but, know. Like. Shangela's there were different makeup? shapes. One was up here, one was like this. It was just, I was yeah, so confused. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Just... I'm not throwing stones in this glass house. <laughs> not with my fucked up eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> no, mom. Yeah, come I work and say it. Her face is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. But like, we've got, okay, what are the media that we're consuming drag with right now? Instagram. We got TV, we got Instagram, we got podcasts. Music <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> Urban Music, Beat, YouTube. Oh my God, YouTube. It was, it, was, yes. it was just announced that uh, Courtney Act is going to be on Dancing, Dancing with, with the, the Stars. stars. What? Australia. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's like <laughs> my dream. That'd that's, be so fun. You would be amazing. Yes, yeah. would. I would not. If you like the Nicole Scherzinger, I'd just be like, yeah, I don't know how to dance. I've never done it before in my life. Is that what she did? 
well, come on. Like, how are you going to hire a pop star to do yep. Dancing with the Stars? Like, they're literally trained yeah. to yeah, do true. professional dancing. They've been through the like, factory. Whatever. Yeah, she yeah, went. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> they always have, like, an ice skater or a gymnast, and it's like, like yeah, of course it's going to happen, but anyway. Yeah, then Lisa yeah. Vanderpump. Yeah. I think what's interesting right now with media and drag and stuff, especially, like, Brazil, mm. I don't know if you know, like, Pablo Vittar. Mm. Um, yeah. She's, like, just... She's Huge. actually the most followed drag queen, I think, really? on Instagram. Yeah. Huge. Like, singles that are in the Billboard charts in Brazil, as if, you know, with all the other artists, just, like, really making it as yeah. a drag performer and it's like okay have we gotten here in brazil are we going to get to that point in the u.s and stuff like that and i think we're inching towards that because it's like drag is truly the future and i don't know yeah all of that media can be consumed and if you make good music and you make good career choices and do all of that yeah yeah music is one of the easiest ways to consume things fast and um get plays on spotify and the radio and just Complain yeah. rolling on in. Yeah. Well, and it's queens that don't just say, I'm going to work in a bar for the rest of my life, which I would love that to do that. don't limit themselves. But if you say, I'm going to start making stuff for the general public, I'm going to start making makeup lines. I'm going to, like, Trixie, yeah. fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to start, uh, you know, making music that's not, you know, me talking about What I did drag. on Drag Race. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, literally, like, <laughs> her pouring into, her, like, pouring her soul into... It's into true. it with like yeah. the, okay, I'm like blah, 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 all the alcohols soaking in. You're doing but amazing. It's, it's her it basically showing off like all the things that she was doing before drag. Yeah, like yeah. she fully had like recorded an entire album that was on mm-hmm. MySpace when she was like <laughs> like 19 years old. Trixie? No, Trixie. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 And Trixie's music Justice is for greener. Great. It definitely transcends <laughs> just drag. Yeah, I didn't great. know how well she could sing either. Um, so her good. music is great. I shed a single tear when her album came out. I just was like, the one. I like sent her a message and said like, yo, are any of these covers? Because I was literally like Googling the lyrics and stuff. She's like, no, I wrote it all. I was like, this is crazy. This all sounds like legit stuff that like my mom would listen to. Yeah. Fantastic. It's great. true. I know. Total bitch. Trixie but. for the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the next stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like also there's there's immersive drag happening now. There's like drag happening on VR a little bit. Not like majorly, not with like Oculus, but there's, you know. VR. Yeah, VR like drag. What? VR drag. You know, like, um, you know how on Facebook right now you can do like 360s and yeah. stuff? And they can be videos. People are doing that in like shows and posting the 360 videos as like promo in LA only right now. But like. I know, gross, right? Fucking but <laughs> but they're doing it. Like, it's happening, so you can feel like you're there. Whoa. Yeah. The delusions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine, like, it's wow, starting to happen. this drag show. Like, whoa. Yeah. That's I can like almost tip her. <laughs> well, I yeah. think they should start building tipping mechanisms into that so people can virtual feel like that. But then, of course, I mean, we'll all be performing tipping. to empty bars. So, like, <laughs> But it's really cool for people yeah. who are, like, bedridden or people who, yeah. like, are older and yeah. maybe can't get out of their house as much and they want to feel like the environment and feel like they're there so interesting and that's pretty cool that's cool I know the future is now shall I do the next one oh what well it's almost like a lot of children doing drag now too it's true like yeah all of these like online competitions Mm -hmm. and Oh, yeah, you're right. Tumblr's drag race. Tumblr's yeah. drag race. Tumblr's so drag race. Wait, that's a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thing. And like mm-hmm. Insta drag race. I got contacted to be part of like a virtual drag race on Insta. And I was no like, way. I don't have time for this, yeah. but I love you. Um, it was just like, but it's happening. And there's like 12 year olds doing it. You're mm-hmm. right. It's crazy. That is insane. Mm-hmm. Ew. 
You want to do this one? <laughs> yeah. This is from Gracie from Chicago. What are your biggest tips for maintaining your work slash life balance? God, yeah, I'm ready for this one. Help me. Kimora. Yeah, do it every season like I do. Okay, so the <laughs> thing about Kimora Hall is that she she used to perform more regularly, and now she performs about once every two or three months. <laughs> That's true. Why? is it, like, what? I've always had anxiety doing drag. I don't know why, but it just got worse and worse, like, every year. Yeah. But, like, I love it so much that I can't just, like, stop cold turkey. And you get so nervous. I do. Oh, my but God. But you are one of the best performers. I'm and shut, it drives I'm me really crazy. <laughs> no, you are. That's super true. It drives me crazy because, not that you're doing anything, but it, your, your anxiety drives me crazy because I want you to not have it because you're so good. You know mm. what I mean? I just want to be like, girl, you're so fucking good. But also the you. second you stop getting nervous is when you know, like, okay, I have to address True. Right. You yeah. obviously love it. Like, you yeah. get nervous because you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. honestly, like... I'm not anxiety shaming you. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, when I'm at work, I think about it a lot. Oh, like, day, even though my constantly. performance isn't until, like, two months later, but, like, I'm planning it out, trying yeah. to get ready for it. Because to me, it's like, even though I don't do drag often, when I do do it, I like to go all out. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I'm going to do drag, I'm going to do drag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And give you a show. Well, that's, that's why you're amazing. so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Um, what is your, what are your biggest tips for maintaining the work life balance? Mm. Just never fucking do it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> just don't even start. Okay. No, I just think like um, just make sure you're having fun. Like I think that's the reason why I don't want to do it too much too, because it's just not fun for me anymore. Yeah. But when I know that it's a couple months later, like I'm excited for it, I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, how about you, Denali? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. still thinking. I'm still thinking. Oh, you're good. Well, I mean, obviously, I've I've only been like. Like, I can't even fully consider myself full-time because a part of me always wants to maintain the other aspect of myself because it's something that I built up since I was really young. It's something that I still very much love. Um, I don't remember who had mentioned it. I think it was Sigourney on the last one that Mm -hmm. said, you know, I have my my money-making job, (laughs) and then I have... Oh yeah, my, and you call my one. art job yeah. or what? What that was? So yeah. you don't you call one work? Right. One I've gotten this work. point yeah. in my skating where I'm able to kind of like be like, okay, this is my money making job. It's, it. There were moments when I was like, oh, I'm losing the the nervousness of the performance and mm-hmm. skating. It's just like it didn't really mean the same for me, and that's kind yeah. of why I fell into something that was a lot more immersive and uh, whatnot. But in terms of maintaining the balance, it's really hard because I'm up at 6 a.m. teaching the little babies at this ice yeah. rink, and then I got to, you know, coming from a gig at 3 a.m. to the bar and things like that. Like, it's really tough. So I'm still, I'm definitely still learning the balance. Yeah. Um, but I'm learning quickly that if you want to be very successful in drag, you've definitely got to go all in, and it's, yeah. it's a tough balance. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard. But I do always, I think there's a, a pressure amongst new queens especially if there's any babies out there listening that to always be booked mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that it's not good and it's not good because it not I mean, it might say not be no. for you because yeah. say, no. say no a few times because if you do try everything you're gonna implode you're gonna crash and your it really drag your might yeah. your yeah. drag might not really evolve you know yeah. because you're not putting uh like developmental effort the way that like Kamora does for like two or three months that yeah. that's actually really important to like progress your drag I think and you gotta know when you're striking gold right like totally. you have to be <clears throat> self-aware enough to know like okay I'm doing good people are paying attention to me I might have not have won this contest but people have paid attention mm-hmm. okay maybe I can take a breather and not repeat the same number at three different places or, mm-hmm. you know yeah. make sure people that you're get bored s- people get bored make sure you're 
it's that gentle balance too when you're starting up of like trying to do everything, but also trying not to show everyone that you're really cheap, that you can literally, hey, have her come do your uh, your amateur night. She'll come every time. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want that. You don't want people standards. to think of you as always being at the amateur Very night. That's true. Do all the things in the beginning, but know, okay. Know when you've step. kind of progressed or yeah. like when you've quote unquote made or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, just always have a stand of yourself and push yourself further. Yeah, but steps are small. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's much true. of it is social too. It's yeah. like, uh, just networking. Network yes. your ass So huge. Yeah. And that does not include just begging for bookings all the time. That oh. includes going out and supporting I think shows. You're, you're great at this, especially having just come out. I mean, you go to as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You. Uh, I honestly just love it. Yeah, you have to love <laughs> really it, and it shows. Yeah. I need to like feed myself like two or three times a week. Drag. Yeah. <laughs> go to the but openings. And, like, yeah. go to new shows. Support yeah, your friends important. at new shows. Mm-hmm. Go to like big parties that you know lots of people will be at. You can talk so that you don't get like totally drained. Because I get very like anxious in clubs a lot when I'm not in drag. When I'm in drag, yeah. I feel energized by it. When I'm not in drag, I get very like introverted and panicky and stressed and so I can't do that six nights a week and like especially if you like like you you have to get up at six in the morning you just can't do that to yourself because then your performance will be bad Mm -hmm. and also you won't be teaching the babies properly and they'll all fall (laughs) down and break all of their limbs it's just a like never ending (laughs) snowball effect of like I'm tired yeah overworked but it's also the same thing that like makes you want to get up in the morning very yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's true it's just about prioritizing I'm at a place where I'm only accepting the gigs that I really know I'm going to love yeah, or yeah. really already know right. that I'm going to enjoy or that honestly help with paying the bills and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, um, I think it's important to, if you are still coming up, maintain your other job and your other life so that you can support your art and your craft. Exactly. Yeah. And yep. if you're at the point, though, where you are make, you've done your accomplishments within Dragon made it to a point where you can be full time. Like props to you because it is still really yeah. tough. It I respect drag queens are drag queens. They are the most hard. underpaid workers yes. in all so of hard. United States. So if you're doing it, props to you. Yeah. Love you, Bambi. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep working hard. Yeah. It's fucking hard. Hard. It's hustle. <laughs> we were ready to take a nap. She's yeah. looking, yeah. looking at me across oh, the table like glassy eyes. So like tired. when can I get in my bed? No. Fun. Like it's like, no, it's a good thing. Like what you said too. Like you yeah. gotta wake up early for your like day job. That's how I feel too. Like I'm done working like my day job. I don't want to think about drag or like yeah. have to get ready. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. why I only do it so often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've marketed yourself as like only doing it at such an impeccable yep. level. Every because time of that, probably do your shows too. <laughs> Every time she does a show, it's booked as or it's like. Um, I advertise it as like the grand. Re- yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Although, like, most recent uh, Mad AM doing it says, like, a rare performance, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. I love that. <laughs> I was cracking up. I love that. Keep <laughs> flew all the way in from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Finally leaving her house. Yeah. Hall. I love yeah, it. Out of her bunker. Twitter <laughs> 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 uh, uh, from Chicago said, uh, well, this is kind of piggybacking. How do the uh, non drag aspects? of your life affect your drag Mm -hmm. besides making you more fucking tired yeah (laughs) besides what was already mentioned yeah it's kind of exhausting but for me uh since figure skating such a big part of my life it was kind of uh not easy but like it was just yeah it was easy to kind of implement what i have going for me from my skating into drag and you do backflips yeah splits because I was like wild what am I how can I market myself as a drag queen that's different you know and 
using my body or my like athleticism and whatnot into my drag, I feel like was a go-to because Chicago has such amazing artistry, yeah. mm-hmm. like artistic queens that can paint for the gods and like turn themselves into monsters and goals and yeah. kings and queens and everything left, right, and center. So um, I feel like I was like, well, maybe I will push myself more in the performance direction. And I feel like that's done well for me because people are always like, we need a high-energy performer. Yeah, da, 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 da. Exactly. Like, there's, you know, there's You'll always, fill a slot. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're a high-energy performer, you really can be plugged into any right. show mm-hmm. because I know that wherever I put someone who does kicks and splits and flips, mm-hmm. the audience is always going to go up yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, so right. that's... You got it, flaunt it. Right? Boy, I know you want it. And now I'm also (laughs) at that point where I'm like, damn, I got to do a backflip every single time now. No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, no. Does that hurt? The problem is you started it out too high. But at the same time, I want to get to a point where I diversify myself and like be one of these really artsy queens or one of these super conceptual queens or the queens that just do stupid things. Like, oh my God, (laughs) that's my favorite. But it's also all heart, like for both of, everybody at this table is like heartfelt too, which I find so interesting because like you can do all the crazy stuff you want, but if like you're not projecting yourself out there into the audience 100%, they're going to feel it and they're going to be like, okay, that's cool. They did a split and then they're going to talk to their friend. Yeah, that's funny. Like a girl can give you so much energy. Like I've seen girls just bust their ass asses and the audience still doesn't connect to Mm -hmm. it like you still have to be able to and this i love you have to go out there and look them in the eye Mm -hmm. like that to me will take any performance to the next level you stomp on stage and you look out into the audience and then yeah some of these girls that come out and they just go straight into flip flip split Mm -hmm. it just doesn't connect yeah it doesn't have a heartbeat plus there's like a timing that i've learned with performances if you save the split yeah if you come out and go bam build it yeah it's like you edge them yeah Yeah. (laughs) you really have to it's true vixen used to come out hi vixen i know she listens she used to come out (laughs) and it would be like bam 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 and then i think there was a couple years ago a moment when she started to uh, learn how to build the energy, and then when it finally comes, they release. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, you're edging them, and mm-hmm. then when you're teasing it, and then it comes, they're they're like ready. Okay, we know what we're about to get yeah. because mm-hmm. this girl's high energy. I feel like she's about to give us. Oh, bam! Here it goes. Right. I always know when I fucked it up when I haven't done that right. When there's no like Insta videos of the reveals or the whatever, yeah. it's always the moment before or after, and I'm like, oh shit, I did it at the wrong time. Yeah, because like like when you're listening to one of those songs, you can feel when it's supposed to come. And so they're ready and they're like, oh, I want to get this or whatever. And then, you know, but if you don't do it right, I know afterwards I'm like, shit, I I did that three beats too early. I call it the Into You complex. Yeah. (laughs) Ariana Grande's song Into You. It Mm. got that epic like, "Ah," at the very end where she's like, no, and every Mm -hmm. girl drops into the space. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it has to happen. It has to, yeah. It's important that you have to know your beats and Mm -hmm. and the audience already has like, they naturally can perceive like when it's gonna mm-hmm. happen. Yep. So yeah. if you're a high energy performer, don't blow your load early. Like save it, or <laughs> right, do your right. your kicks in the beginning. So yeah, right, like, right, oh, right. This bitch is gonna pull some shit on us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think making eye contact when you collect tips too is also yes. nice. Showing that you, you know, I see you. Yeah. Thank you for this. Eye right. contact is uh, as much a show of power as it is a show of thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it shows Great confidence. So when you oh. go out, no matter how much you hate eye contact, because I don't always love like. 
looking at everybody. <laughs> but if you go out and just show them, I'm not scared of you, but also, how are you? Hello, yeah. how are mm-hmm. you? They instantly are like, all right, this bitch ain't afraid of me. And it's also that whole thing, like, oh, she just looked at me. She yeah. looked at me. She knows me. Or she's Everybody yeah. just wants to be like, oh, they acknowledge I exist. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's important. We see yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah. We hear you. <laughs> we love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one? Oh, my God. My brown one. Which one? You want to do the next one? I think I have to now. <laughs> All right. Tommy from Chicago. Any tips for newer queens trying to start their own events and parties? Well, what are the par- like types of parties Hi, that you Tommy. have? Like, is this low tie on? Is this low tie on? Oh, it is. Hey. Hi, low tie on. Hey, baby we girl. Love you. Love you. My the girl crush. Last <laughs> name. Low tie on. But yeah, like what are your favorite types of parties to go to? Like what do you like? And how do you start it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting into dance parties more. I think there's mm. so many shows, mm-hmm. and I think that there needs to be more dance parties that have pop-up performances. Because I, like I think pop-up performances. Here, at least, we've kind of hit a level of like, okay, I can see a show every night of the week. Like, uh, let's put more DJs in there and then do more pop-up performances mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. walk-arounds. So yeah. yeah. It's like a pendulum swing back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, yeah, I like parties that have sort of like a... Not necessarily a theme element, but just like a kind of thing about them. Like you're like, this is my disco party, but it doesn't have to all be disco. It's just like you know what you're getting when you walk in the door. Or like if it's a 90s party or like if it's about rock and roll and grunge or whatever. Like knowing what, I think it's the same as drag, just knowing what your references are and like really pumping them up. Yeah. It's good. From That's a what goddess does really well. For thanks. Sure. Yeah. From a promotion standpoint, I would say like if you're trying to get stuff started, don't be afraid to literally. This sounds like such a, <laughs> a task, but it's really important. Go. Uh, I mean, every time I go out, I'm probably promoting. Like I go out. I'm not gonna see you Saturday. Just naturally yeah. build that into like build a promotion into your brain, right? So whenever you go out, make sure that you're plugging your shit. I know it sounds like really stupid, but it's the Mm-hmm. People love that human connection. Like, I'll literally send my friends messages being like, hey, come see me tonight. Like, if you're trying to push a party, let everyone know that you are fucking appreciative that yeah. they're coming out for you. So yeah. go out of your fucking way. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it feels like more work for not so much, but when you're fir- when you're just trying to get a party started, yeah. you got to let people know that you're all in. Right. Yeah. That's really good human advice connection. for taking it to the bar, too, Like, for, yeah. or whatever the venue is. Like, it's easier if you're just renting a place, but yeah. then, you know, all of that's on you. If you're entering into a partnership with another organization or, like, a bar or something, you have to know ahead of time what you want to do. You have to be all in, and you have to have proven that you can, like, mm-hmm. bring the people, too. Yeah. So if you're like, look, we already have this, like, whole list of people that want to come. So-and-so said they would come. That So-and-so said yeah. they would perform, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, bringing a package to a place and yeah. then being flexible with the package based on their needs is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys have mentioned this before, too, and I think also just, like, avoiding public drama because (laughs) producers, everyone sees that, everyone knows what's going on, they'll attach your name immediately to unworkable myth or whatever the word term is, so it's also to be cautious of that, and it's really actually not that hard to do. No. Just kind of got to... Yeah. Stay out of it all. If you do the opposite, like Lucky said, when you go in and you pitch something, you say, well, I've actually got this person on my side, yeah. this drag race queen, this local yeah. like person who people, you already work with, already that will, these people will co-sign for me because they yeah. know that I'm no bullshit. Like, every time you go out, think about your how people are perceiving you mm-hmm. uh, because when it comes down for 
you to make money, you know, the yeah. bar is going to co-sign for someone that they don't feel is, you know, just going to be there starting drama or whatever. Right, just because somebody, like, wants to watch what's going to happen if somebody gets messy in a bar and starts yeah. a fight, that's not something that a re- reputable or reputable-ish yeah. business owner is going to want to inv- get themselves involved in. When you're stunting on Facebook, think about, are you still carrying to the cart? Yeah. Are you still <laughs> cashing your check off that? No, I didn't think so. Mm-mm. So every time you want to start some bullshit, just think that's chipping away at your dignity. That's chipping away at your, you know, the cosigns that you're going to get. You are not a real housewife. They're getting yeah. paid to start those. They're getting yeah. paid to throw wine yeah. in people's faces. You're not a reality You are not, star. yeah. No, you are. Not yet. Maybe someday. You're going to be working at Subway <laughs> with that yeah. attitude, sweetie. Plus, it's, it's dangerous in this day and age with mental health. Um, there was a figure skater recently, a really prominent figure skater, um, Olympic, amazing, amazing talent um, that unfortunately committed suicide um, because an article was released of un just favorable talk about him and a rumor that had gone on in his life and whether it was true or not it's a terrible rumor but uh, it triggered something within him mentally and it caused something and I feel like drag performers and artists and everybody we are naturally very introverted in our minds and anxious people we're emotive emotive Mm. and all of that stuff so you have to be so cautious with call out culture and all this stuff because i don't jump into stuff because when you have 200 people bashing on one individual at one point i don't jump into those things when they're happening because i'm thinking if this goes the negative way like what you just said people are going to go back and look at this post and go who's everyone or what? Commenting right. the popcorn eating emoji. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to really think that. about how you have to think about how people perceive that. Mm-hmm. Like whether they're the person who maybe did something really fucked up, and you're piling in. You you can still like I, I'm absorbing all of that. Oh yes, I'm watching that thread. I sure mm-hmm. am, but I'm not commenting because I don't want to pile on. Yeah, but I remember remember what everyone says. Yeah, you know what everyone mm-hmm. says. It's just photographed in your memory. You have to. Just I've had people this. write bullshit things about me online that were trash, and then I remember every person who liked that. Like it stays in yep. your brain, and you don't want to. And I want to think I'm better than that. I don't mm, want this you can put on a front, but shit, then you still remember this one piece of shit who said this bullshit about me that wasn't even true, and this yep. one person who said yes, bitch, you better call her out. And I that. I, every time I see that person out, I think, fuck you, fuck yeah, you, right. fuck so you'll you. You'll always remember that. You will always remember that. So, yeah. like, whenever the smallest thing, the biggest thing, whenever you're engaging in this, just know that all the people that you could potentially be working with, uh, whether it's calling out a bar or calling out another performer, just 100% know that you can stand up and go, yes, I did say that when, when you're being questioned, yeah. you know? And, and, yeah. and is it worth commenting on it at this point? Uh, is it and at the end of the day, is it worth commenting on it, piling yeah. on? Um, I will never forget the way that I felt when I was on like this big queer group on Facebook, and I was identifying myself as female bodied before yeah. I knew that that was like not a thing and not like, the trans right exclusive. language. I didn't know, like, I was were, brand yeah. ass new, like, yeah. I had just come out. I was like, I don't know what's happening, and all of these people jumped all over me and like. I got called transphobic. People said that I hated trans women. Mm. And I was sitting back there being like, oh, crap, I didn't know this. And now, of course, I'm 
like super mortified and trying to apologize, but it's too late because the momentum of the post has yeah. gone and people are resharing and bringing their friends in. And it and feels I fully like the, just, the world. It was horrible. I remember going to Berlin that night and like, and I was supposed to go in drag and I guess I was hosting something and I fully just like did the normal white face, no lashes, no eyelashes. I had did like I looked sick and green. <laughs> like I I w- didn't even know what I was wearing. I pinned a bunch of shit to my body for no reason to mm. just try and be less of a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like fully just crying in the club, which let's yeah. face it, that was not the first time I've ever done that. <laughs> but like it was I was a mess and somebody came up and was like, "What happened?" I was like, "The internet was super mean to me today." Yeah. And like, yeah, I made a mistake, but I don't know that I deserved all that. Yeah. So. I think a lot of people, too, in the community don't have a lot of patience or understanding of where other people are in their yeah. educational mm-hmm. journeys yeah. when it comes to, like, for me, I've, you know, I've only been in the drag scene for almost a year now, and I've really learned to be observant because if I say something, yeah. it could be taken in a very wrong way Shutting and the put fuck, on a Facebook status. Shutting the fuck up is your greatest <laughs> thing that you can do in the first Really ever, but in the first couple of years, it's really shutting. I'm just up trying to listening. soak it all yeah, in and understand smart. people, understand what educational terms are and yeah. labels. Because sometimes I'll say something and they're like, "This is why you can't say that." And I appreciate those friends yeah. mm-hmm. that do that to me versus being like and to my face and then going like on Twitter and being, this "Did you hear? Oh, he said this. Totally. It's just like." Be patient for other people's journeys. You never know yeah. where they are in their yeah. lives. Correct them, and but correct, correct them. them. And 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 you do have to be. Uh, you do have to kind of. What is their intent? Is this person just using the wrong language, but they have the right intent? Just take careless? them to the side and go, hey, let's fix this. What's fix going it, on? You move on. Yeah. yeah. Or are they just going, well, I don't care. I can just say whatever I want. Yeah. Then you like, can, you then know. Then you go, hey, fuck you. <laughs> right. Listen, fuck you. Right. Because you know those those call-out statuses also garner a lot of attention, and so for that individual that's doing it, it gives <laughs> them their moment of like, oh, this has 250 comments. Yeah. I haven't had that in a while. I'm Maybe I'll that. say more controversial things. Yeah, which, you know, I don't know if that's the well, best intent. Just do your work and do it at its finest level. Be professional and let that get you attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And honestly, like, that's why I'm not as involved in the <laughs> community as I would like to be because, like, I just, I'm just afraid sometimes. of, like, drama. And, like, yeah. not that I cause drama or anything, yeah. but, like, I don't want to be involved in anything catty. Okay, so I talk about this on here sometimes. I have imposter syndrome. I feel like you might have imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome? <laughs> Do you know what this You're is? You're an imposter, Kamara. No, Who's in there? Educate me. <laughs> well, it's hard for me. Are you good at explaining it? I can, I can try. Um, so this is something that I deal with, and it, it's, like, some of the most successful people deal with this. Oh my and, God, and, okay. okay, so... Only so, the elite. Part of <laughs> oh, I mean, no, I'm not saying, but... You uh, know no, I mean. often, like... Uh, it's a common thing. I, I think that that term came to, like, everybody's attention when it was... They were talking about, like, high-powered business women, specifically, yeah. or, like, women in the workplace <laughs> who were thinking that they were underqualified for, who, for what they were, yeah. that they were not fully, like, prepared to do the thing. So... Yeah. So that they thought that they were 
that they were just pretending to be good at everything, and everybody else, Trey just pulled up a definition. Okay, so, They thought oh that they were God. pretending okay. to be good at it, but it's, meanwhile, they were fooling everybody, but deep down inside, they knew that they were not actually as good as they It's the idea were. that one day someone's going to call me out, and it's all going to crumble, and someone's yeah. going to go, you're overrated, you're not as good, they're going to scooby-doo yep. pull your head off and mm-hmm. go, uh, look, I told you she was scamming, I told you she's really not mm-hmm. that good. Hold on, here's the, okay, uh, imposter syndrome uh, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments mm-hmm. and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Yep. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they're frauds and do not deserve all they've achieved. Individuals with imposterism incorrectly attribute their success to luck or a result of deceiving others into thinking they're more intelligent than they perceive themselves to be. While early research focused on the prevalence among high-achieving women, imposter syndrome has been recognized to affect both men and women equally. Mm-hmm. Bitch, that's totally me. You just diagnosed right. me. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's this idea <laughs> that, that I, like, have, you know, because you put on your fake confidence when you go out, right? And it's your idea that people fall for that, and I don't really have it. What right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and then one day they're going to go, I told you she was faking. She doesn't know what she's doing, and then everything's going to crumble. And yeah. so I don't want to jump into these threads and stuff. I don't want to jump into this stuff because it's my constant fear that, one day everyone's gonna go, let's turn the finger on you. Yeah. Like, I don't wanna point the finger too much because someone's gonna go, she's a fraud. You know, I told you she was lying. And it's this thing where it randomly pops up in your head. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes you feel so confident, and sometimes you go, it's gonna crumble. And you just totally enlightened me. Yeah. Like, right? I think that's what I, I learned about it about a year ago, and it's totally reshaped how I've. And like, I think that's where my anxiety comes from yeah. too, because like you know, like you, when you book me for like X Y Z stuff like that, yeah. like, like that to me that those are to me those are big events. Yeah. So when I'm booked for that and I perform, I have this feeling that like people are like, saying, oh, they're gonna see that like, she's flopping. like, why is she here? Like, why yeah. is she? Why they yeah. book her? Like, because you're good and we tell you you're good, but you don't hear that. Right. And you, I don't feel you hear that. About you hear you the think. right, yeah. and you hear the possible failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you you will be determined to be a liar. Thank you, Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost yeah. like an eating disorder. Where, it like, definitely yeah. is. You look in the mirror and see something completely different Honestly, than what everybody oh else God. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, I like to talk about imposter so much because it changed <laughs> how I think about things so much. No, I where's know. Where's my stand? It already so happened. If you're at home, go on the Wikipedia page, like, look it up. Uh, I think there's a bunch of celebrities who yeah. like come forward and talked about it. Especially more recently. I just listened to Vixen uh, turn me on to a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Small Doses. Yeah. Yeah, and they and they yeah, talked about imposter on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, you're welcome. Uh, that'll you. be $100. <laughs> Look, I mean, you don't have... Oh, no, none of us have champagne. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to cheers to our imposter syndrome, yeah. but like, let's do it anyway. <laughs> we did it. Uh, well, I think yes. every great artist uh, has minor Thank forms you. of that, for yeah. sure. Because, you know, any great artist always wants to keep progressing themselves and mm-hmm. developing themselves. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to be the most critical person to your own yeah, art. So. And you have to be able to feel your own failure, even in its tiniest moments where you go, I told a joke, that joke didn't work. And you have to be able to absorb that the joke didn't work mm-hmm. and then move forward with it. Right. Like, you have to maintain a certain level of, like, uh, you have to 
take in the negative. You have to take it in. Right. So it's like basically figure fucking how to like. Yeah. I mean, I hate watching videos of myself afterwards, but I have to, and I yeah. have to do it quickly after the show if I can possibly help it. If there is a video, so that I can be like, because in my head I have fucked it all up. Yeah. Everything is bad, and I am <laughs> not good at what I do. And you're the yeah. person that once you see the video, you're like, wait. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> but it just, it shows me the truth. I look yeah. at it, and I go, okay, yeah. that was bad, that thing you did. Yeah. Yes, that reveal was bad. Oh, look, your buckle was caught on your skirt. Okay, <laughs> time to, like, figure that Shit out happens. next time. Right. You know what I mean? I can go, okay, that was a thing. But I can also look at it and be like, oh, that moment that I thought I wasn't connecting, and it wasn't strong, and I wasn't doing anything for the audience that they cared about. Not true at all. Yeah. And having that is extremely comforting. Right, yeah. right, right. Wait, now we all have... Uh, now we all have you again! Cheers. cheers to our imposter yes. syndrome. Cheers to our syndrome. to allowing yourself to be as good as uh, you've tricked people into thinking you are. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, I love that. Let's put that on a t-shirt. Um, so our question was, any tips for newer <laughs> trying to start their own parties? Right. Uh, don't have imposter syndrome. <laughs> wow, self. we did so good. Um, should we read the next one? Yeah. All right. TK from St. Louis. When performing, how do you handle when something goes wrong? You forget choreography words. What a great Or your wig falls off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what would you say? Um, you just gotta keep going. Like, yeah. you know, don't don't show them that you're nervous and just pretend like it was part of the act. Yeah. You know, just go along with it. It's live theater, right? So right. anything can Laugh happen. At it. Laugh yes. at it. Laugh at it. Well, there it is. Yeah, Take yeah, the right. wig and swing it around and it's keep yeah. it moving. Yeah. yeah. Don't it's let them laugh at you. Laugh yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledge it. I always right. say acknowledge yes. it. When you mm-hmm. flop or when yeah. something goes fucking crazy, you just take the wig up and right, right. swing yep. it around and keep it Make moving. Because right. yep. they will cheer. Yeah. Because you are now like rising phoenix. Yeah. Okay, she will fight through this. You're with that. literally just happened to me. I was at the Scarlet Bar for... Pre-game with Tiffany Diamond and Orgasmic. Do I? Um, <laughs> I was wearing a jumpsuit with it's a halter. Oh, I saw the video. It of was this. way too tight. I just I don't know what I was thinking. I just put it too tight, and I'm a stunt queen. And I do one backflip, <laughs> and it just popped titties. right out. <laughs> yeah. just uh, my titties flopped out, and I was like, oh shit! And so I, like, of course I like pull Scooped. it up, and I'm like, oh, I'm a coy lady, and I don't want to show my titties or whatever. And then I was like, well, I can't end on that note, and so I yeah. do. One more flip, but I mean, one sure handed, I one, one hand, fucking hand, wow. so that they're like, Yes, no, yeah. like you know, like just to, to top that, yeah. like forget about what that happened, but like, what that just happened, yes, yeah. Like, I don't know. So the answer is when things go wrong, do a one handed yeah. backflip. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. say acknowledge it, yeah, acknowledge that's it. Helpful. Yeah, I mean, sure. if you forget the choreography, like the good news is nobody, unless you're performing with three other people and they're all doing the same thing. Nobody knows that you fucked up the choreography. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. If you forget the words, that's another thing. But like, just keep moving your mouth and we get through it, you know? You were talking about when you forgot your words. Oh my God, yeah. Like- so yeah, once upon a time when <laughs> <laughs> um, I was doing the pre-show for um, Tranica's Most Wanted when it was at Berlin, not when it was at Scarlet Bar. And I did I did um, Piano Man by Billy Joel. I sang it live, and I had a tiny red prop toy piano that I was playing on, fake playing on, and I had a fake harmonica too, and because I had too many ideas, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was new. Okay, and I in the middle I was singing it live, which is 
also like traumatizing. And um, I forget what joke you made, T, but you made some joke in the mid, like I'm commenting so over the. It was fine over the top of the thing, and I fully like lost it and started laughing. And then I could not remember the lyrics I'm because so there are a lot. It's okay. <laughs> there are a lot that song, and I was like, oh no. And there had been this guy in the front row, like fully living for Piano Man. And he just like, he'd been singing all the lyrics. So I was like, this guy for sure will know. And I was like, help me out, guy. And I like handed them, I like put the microphone in his face. And he was just like, and he got stage fright and he couldn't remember anything. And he was just shaking his head at me. And I had to just like vamp and talk to him until the chorus came back. But... I didn't like let it go dead and sit there on yeah. stage. I was like, I can't believe you've abandoned me like this guy. We were together the whole time. How dare you leave me alone in the yeah. middle of Piano Man and then back into the harmonica solo. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just how you got to do it because otherwise you're just sitting there on stage and it's not fun for anybody. Right. But, you know, you can make it into a thing. You can do a metaphorical one-handed backflip and <laughs> get back on your feet again. And for your newer queens, you know a Tranica likes you when she makes fun of you on stage. Very that. So you very want that. her to make jokes I was you. comforted yep. by it. I truly very was. True. Thank you for that. <laughs> Maybe she loves you. She likes up. you. Some people get shook up. They're like, why was she being shady? I'm like, mama. If she, <laughs> that's, if she doesn't, like, yeah. Yeah. it's called friendship. If she doesn't say anything, that's when you Right, yo. Stories tell themselves. Because she's going to like, Grab a towel because you spilled blood on her dress or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't make a mess. I mean, make, a, make mess, a mess, but make a controlled mess yeah. and plan <laughs> ahead of time. Yep. Wait, Kamora, um, what happened to you when you lost your wig though? That one yeah. time. What did you? How did you recover? I mean, I think I just threw it in the crowd. And then someone took an Instagram video of my like, wig crowd yeah. surfing. Yeah. <laughs> it was an XYZ too. I remember. Like it's funny. It's amazing. Make a bit out of it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I always say like whenever shit goes wrong, like as a host personally, that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Like yes. look for any moment for something to go wrong, because then I can break that yeah. barrier with the audience and go, well, fucking or what's like, going on? It's Live true. theater ladies. Yeah. Yep. Let's yeah, party. Yeah. Or just pretend your wig is like the collection plate at church and let people like, put their <laughs> money in it and just like pass it around. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. There you, you go. That's another it. stunt for you to use. It's, it's a, a theater cap. trick. Yep. You gotta use it. It's so amazing. I love that. I know. Okay, so next question. I think yeah. it's you. Is it me? Okay. I think it is. Do your families know about your drag career? Did you experience coming out as a drag performer to your friends and family? And how did they respond? Mm-hmm. Danielle? So, yeah, yeah. They, they do say that you have two coming outs, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're a drag performer. Um, one is obviously your queerness, because generally that's associated. And then the other was the dragness. And that one, it's, I mean... I grew up very religious. My family's very non-denominational Christian. Da, 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 da. My mom and sister, especially my sister's a friggin' pastor. Oh wow! Uh, my I didn't mom know that. is like um, just very, very pious and religious woman. Um, but uh, it's not that private. Like mm, yeah. Denali is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None so, of my accounts are private. You can obviously see. You'd have to be really, really, really bad at social media to not know she exists. Um, but. Much like my coming out of me gay, me being gay to my mother, me gay. Me gay! <laughs> me gay. You straight. <laughs> <laughs> Much like that coming out, it took my mom about five coming years. Coming out of the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> it took my mom about five years to even address it. So I'm assuming mm. what's going on is now we haven't directly talked about it. Okay. Um, she doesn't know. It might be, it might scare her because I might look like her. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
I'm sure in a few years, if I was my dad, I'm going to get there, and I'd really like to talk about it because it's yeah. so fun and inspiring. I talk about it with my dad. I talk about it with my brother. Oh, really? They're very open about it. My dad's very, very, very left, and so is my brother. They're just super... Um, Super accepting, and my brother loves it. My brother's an entertainer. He's an actor. He's a producer and all of that stuff, so he loves anything entertainment. He thinks it's fantastic. Um, yeah, my sister has no idea either. So, no, I haven't I feel like specifically. The, the best way that people do it is, like, like in, tell them, and then, like, if they were to come visit or something, tell them and invite them to a show. Yeah. yeah. So let them, ha like... You know, okay, uh, I'm not sure what I'm getting into. And mm -hmm. then they come to the show, say you're at like drag matinee, and they see the audience worshiping at your feet and freaking the fuck out, right. and that you're not in a dark sex den. Because that's on what they're all Chicago afraid of. Chicago Fire, like that's that, what, what they, they think. think. On Chicago yeah. Fire. Like they, you know, what they've seen on SVU or whatever. <laughs> um, and then you you let them see that right. this is an accepting place. These are my accepting yeah. friends. And the, industry, the audience celebrating me. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, you know, being like touched by creepy. The <laughs> industry has grown so much, and I feel like the older generation just assumes that it's a bedroom thing, which yeah. we've talked about before too. Yeah. And uh, you know, and if it is a bedroom thing, we celebrate go you for as well. it. Live you. your truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, speaking of SVU, is your sweater? Yeah, the reference to it. Okay. She's <laughs> wearing executive producer Dick, Dick Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, yeah, it's a good sweater. Yeah. yeah. When I look at it, I see dun dun. Yep. What about you? Does your family know Kamala? Only my um, sisters know, and they're very supportive of it. Oh. Um, my parents, not really. Like, when I started doing drag, I was still living at home. And I thought I was being so sneaky, like, mm. hiding all my drag, like, drag clothes in my closet. But, like, my mom cleans my room. Mm. So, like, one day, um, so at this point, I haven't come out as being gay. So when I did come out, I had to come out as oh my doing gosh. drag and being gay. But, my, you know, my parents are old school Asian people. They don't understand that. They think that trans, being trans and drag is the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they thought that I was just trying to be a woman the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to explain to them, like, no, this is just, like, for fun. It's, like, mm -hmm. a costume. It's entertainment. Yeah. But they didn't understand that. And But surprisingly, my dad took it better than my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, my dad was more just concerned about me being gay. Like That's it. Yeah. That's the big thing. It's, like, I accept you, but I don't know what the universe is going to do to you. Right. Yeah. And like I don't just, trust the rest of society. And, like, the fear of, like, getting, like, HIV and AIDS. Like, that's what my right. dad was, like, course, concerned yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, my mom the took stuff it. stuff they hear on the news. Uh, yeah. 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 Like, my mom did not talk to me for, like, two weeks. Yeah. It was really hard, yeah. But um, she, I feel like she kind of, I don't want to say got over it or, like, brushed under the rug, but she just started acting like... It never happened. Yeah, you know, it kind of yeah. sucks in a way, but... Yeah. I'd rather have her talk to me than not talk to me. Sure. Yeah. Um, different family. Yeah. It's yeah. That can be hard. Mm -hmm. And it's also really cultural hard. for different people. Like mm -hmm. you know. And like most recently, I think I read like an interview with Yua Hamasaki, mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. saying that she has to go back into the closet to mm -hmm. appease her her parents because she would rather have them like talk to her than yeah. shame her and not talk to her at all for being so gay. Yeah. So yeah. So I really. Like, can kind of relate to that. Yeah. I'm curious as to where Kim is in her journey. Mm -hmm. When she was on her season, like, she had mentioned that, like, they just think she's a makeup artist. Yeah. And they were super trying to push that as a plot point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were as well. Boop. Yeah, it can be hard. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, T, you're 
my family, family loves knows. It. Yeah, we stand Susie so in this house. Oh, Susie. We love Susie. Yes. Even mom, even like Tenderoni's parents when they came yeah. to. Oh my God! Well, Tenderoni's parents are like party animals. But that's so cool. Like so cool. I know. So fucking cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It fucking sucks. It's hard. It's always going to be, like, no matter yeah, what happens, exactly. even if they're yeah. supportive in the end, if they're not supportive, if they talk to you, if they don't talk to you, it's hard because you're entering into a world that they know nothing about yeah, totally. that can be super totally scary sure. for them. Yeah. Like, my parents are like, we're afraid you're going to get shot on stage. And I'm like, yeah. me too. Yeah. Always. Like, but yeah. that's, you know, the, that's the bargain that we make with the devil is that we have to... Yeah. And, and and when you are explaining it, I mean, don't come at them like you're a frustrated teen. Like, no. Mom, you don't get my... Like, just explain to them and understand that their number one priority probably is going to be your safety. Yeah, which yeah. they're just so, looking out for you. Yeah. And yeah. if it's not, that's a different problem. Yeah. So don't, <laughs> so don't, like, think about it super emotionally. Think about mm-hmm. it from their point of view, which is they're worried about you yeah. getting yeah. hurt. And yeah. if you can bring them into that space, mm-hmm. make sure it's a good one. Show them a really good show if you can. If you can't, I mean, it's a day-by-day effort. Or yeah. sometimes you just don't fucking bring it up. And yeah. Yeah, fucking eat it. And it is what it is. It, it, it's yeah, it's true. Sometimes, but, yeah. I know it was easier for me to bring my little sister in first. And it's, like, your sisters were super accepting. Yeah. But my little sister also, I've talked about Emily on this podcast before. Specifically, I have two sisters, Emily and Molly. And um, Molly and I have, like, gone out and partied before, and she's wild, and I love her. And Emily is very much like, I will be at home with the cat, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. no, I will not speak to anyone. I will be in my yeah. bed. And Emily came and visited me in Chicago, and, like, we went out to the club, and she, like, saw it was one of the Amanda Lepore nights, and she met you, and yeah. she met a whole bunch of, like, yeah. other drag queens and friends of mine. Like, and she was it. like, everybody's super nice. <laughs> they all seem like they're having a really good time, yeah, and it's not crazy. The space mm-hmm. Right. Really see what's going on. But then she also, like, was able to go back to my parents who were like, how was your Chicago trip? And she was like, it was super fun. I met all of Lucky's club friends, like la la la, you know, and like was able to give them a little glimpse into it that wasn't scary first. Yeah. And so they knew, they were like, well, if Emily wasn't scared of it, then you must be okay. You know what I mean? Like, so sometimes it's easier to have like a gateway relative do it for you. My gateway was uh, makeup because my mom loves Mm -hmm. makeup. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, mom, let me tell you about now this education that I happen to have from Mm. my friends in Chicago and stuff like that. She yeah. struggles with vitiligo, which is like dispigmentation mm-hmm. right underneath mm-hmm. her eyes. And I was like, Mom, one thing I've learned through my trials in makeup is that <laughs> you actually have to cancel those colors yeah. with other things. So if green you have and red. Something and with a yeah. red undertone, you should use a green or something. I know that sounds crazy. I would love to have that moment with my mom. I did. <laughs> and That's she cool. was she was listening so intently because you could tell in, in her was like He's trying to connect with me to something. I can't yeah. really tell exactly what it is, but I'm going to listen because, yeah. you know, this is different. And it, and it and helped. he's excited and da-da-da-da. It was like a stepping stone. Right. Like kind That's of yeah. helpful. Yeah. I yeah. put it on my Christmas list. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm giving obvious verses and stuff like that. But I'm trying to show that it's through an art form, an education Which form. Which it is. A different thing versus, a, you know, a kink. Which, again, if it's not... if. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not. But you don't always want to talk about that with your parents. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. That's another thing. I'm not telling my mom my kinks. (laughs) (laughs) My mom. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just aware that that's what she's concerned about. But I wanted to show her that this is what it means to me as an art form, as an expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our parents also live in a world that is like, uh, uh, so many times, uh, 
the underlying thing is that it really is anti-gay. Like they, you know, yeah. They, yeah. they hear all the crazy stories about us because it's from the media that, you know, wants to kind of make us seem like outsiders. Now, way less so than it was probably in the 80s when they God, first started so admitting now. that gay people exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've heard all the, they've watched the SVU. They've watched you know, all the crazy shit, and that's what they hear. They don't yeah, they think go to the parade the and see the celebration. They don't, yeah. yeah, they see you dead in the ditch. Yeah. So you have to really absorb that when you're talking to your right. parents, and that fucking sucks, mm-hmm. and it's a terrible conversation to have, but... It's worth it. It's worth it if worth you're... It to tr- try. Yeah, if you're trying to bridge that gap, if you're not, you know... And if, if you bridge that, if you try to bridge that gap and they don't want to come with you, maybe it's not time. Yeah. Say- is your oh, heart? Oh, no. Baby. Oh, it's your heart racing. It's the champagne. It's the champagne. <laughs> All right. Bitch, do we need to give you some water? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay. It's okay. We're on the last question. Yeah. And, and bitch, with a snow day tomorrow, you don't got to work. Right, exactly. No, lay down. Yeah. Hydrate. Everybody drink water while you're drinking during True. the snow day. Oh, my God. Oh. Morris getting <sighs> fucked up. She's going to go <laughs> home and have it. sex with her boyfriend. Hey. <laughs> nah, she's going to skip work tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be a wild night. So excited. <laughs> You want to I'm making this? a turkey tomorrow too. Oh my Are god! Yep. Oh yeah, I'm jealous. I'm gonna bake a turkey. <laughs> I love so that. Random. Well, I'm doing shit. Everybody's smoking weed. <laughs> Loving all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm gonna watch um, a lot of Netflix. Wait, watch, what did I just um, start? Watch Sex oh. Education. It's so okay. That's what everybody's been saying. So I also, good. I know I'm so late to this party, but I just started Shit's Creek. Uh, <laughs> and Because and, I watched the first couple of episodes, I was like, eh, it's fine. And then I skipped to like episode six, and I was like, this is amazing. And now I'm like on like season two. That's yeah. incredible. Jeez. You know, I've been binging you. Oh, okay. it's <gasps> I like you. Really? Oh. Wait, like is it? that a bingeable? I thought it was a movie. No, it's, it's so Oh my it's god. So I love it. Yes. I can't wait. I'm you so like excited. I, like I, I love Peach. Okay. Peach. Oh, Peach yes. Challenger. Yeah. Let's slum it up. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the writer. Who's the other writer that's in it? Um, uh, I think she's a trans actress. Oh, Hari. Harry Neff? Bex Mentor? Oh, Harry Neff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I've been following Harry Neff for a while. There's like some comedic relief in it because it's so. so is she, is she Bex Mentor, the one you talk? Uh, no, she's the other. Um, she's Bex student, like other student in the poetry class or something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she's like the really smart one. I think she's she's either from around here or she came here because really? I think she went to the pre college program at Northwestern. Ooh. I think. I don't know if that's true. I'm telling lies on the though. podcast, it maybe. Really well. <laughs> Unclear. Such a fucking liar, Camille. Oh. Um, <laughs> should, should, we, should we do this last question now that we're fully wow, drunk and off the... Outside of Beverly Hills? You really wow. are. Yeah. You're the only one. New season's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, close this out. Yeah. All right, I will. Uh, this is a good question. Do you do drag full time? No. If so, <laughs> if so, how do you find that? Is it difficult? How did you decide to make that transition? When would you consider making it? I feel like I I was full time drag for like four months in the summer, and it was hard for me. Yeah. Like it was really hard for me. I found I found myself like taking a lot of gigs for money, and not that they weren't good gigs, but I was taking them for money and not because. And so I was yeah. like running out of ideas. I was running out of steam. I didn't have a lot of extra because I didn't have any other income. I didn't have a lot of extra money for like wigs and in outfits and things I you know all of my shoes were breaking and like I had to 
E6000 them back together and like duct tape them and shit and try to make it look right. And like eventually I just realized that I wasn't finding the joy in it that I mm-hmm. had been finding and I wasn't putting, I feel like this is a similar journey yeah. that you went on. I wasn't like able to put into it what I wanted to. And so I was scrambling a lot. Mm. And so I, I got a day job, which um, I really enjoy and is good. And it's like providing a little bit of stability and I'm still doing drag, but I'm doing the drag that I want to be doing, and I'm only taking gigs that are either going to allow me to experiment a little yeah. bit, yeah. even if they're not paying me well or at all, or gigs that I feel like, you know, gigs with my friends, gigs yeah. that, for audiences that appreciate what I do, which, like, what I do can be kind of specific. So yeah. which it's been, like, even if it doesn't pay that well, you know you're just going to have an awesome time. Exactly. Yeah, you like doing it, it for the love of it yeah. again, yeah. which is really wonderful. There, and we get to do a fun theme. Yeah. You, like... Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, how lucky are we that we can so lucky dress up? Good one. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's like even if it's not a gig, like for me, sometimes I just want to go out and drag, like mm-hmm. Camila's Christmas party. Like yeah. I wasn't even part of the show, but I wanted to do a look and have mm-hmm. fun, and that was fun sure for me. Did. That just looked so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important. Um, yeah, how do you decide to make the transition slash when would you consider making it to be full-time? Would you ever be full-time? Or you Absolutely. Wanna... I'm finding, yeah. like, i am come to a place in my, my life and in my drag where all I do and think about and eat, sleep, breathe, and consume is drag. Yeah. Um, and that's telling me, like, the itch just wants to keep growing. I'm very much the person that never is satisfied with, like, you You know, I, I have one goal, and if I accomplish that goal, there's another one yeah. going, I love that. like, <laughs> five minutes before I finish the other one. Like, I just always want to keep progressing and keep going. And if it got to a place where it overtook this, skating will always be a, a part of my life, but mm-hmm. if it got to the point where I maybe didn't have to teach babies at 6 a.m. in the morning every yeah. day, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love drag so much, and I would really like to be at a place where um, I can just keep accomplishing for the goals. Mm. I made like a whole like mood board. Like mood board. <laughs> would you ever want to produce your own shows? Absolutely. Like yeah. yeah, I'd really yeah. like to get that going I, this year. I think that's a big thing when you're trying to go from uh, kind of like starting out to like full time is like the earlier that you can start producing your own show. Um, you're basically making yourself more self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So when you do want to transition, right. like, you're answering to yourself more. You know, you're not having to go, oh, shit, it, am, do I have a weekly gig? Do I, you know, yeah. yeah. And there's no better feeling than being able to give your friends jobs. Yes. There it really is, is not. It's the best thing. part of it, yeah. It is absolutely amazing, yes. I would really like to do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you would do great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be really fun. I feel like um, there's not a lot of, like, dance shows like you had mm-hmm. mentioned yeah. that highlight drag or talent and dance through drag so I really want to do that are you ready to be the boss hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright dance break with Danelle dance break with that's yeah, a great right? title right um, also you do the uh, the dance classes yes mm-hmm. Berlin dance classes every other Tuesday of the month at Berlin Nightclub. I see you taking them Tranica 7 to yeah. 8 yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to learn how to dance I'm not very good but I'm getting <laughs> I should there. take them you're too. already getting more confident you yeah. can see yeah. it happening it's sometimes about... you're doing little dance breaks on stage yeah. hosting yeah. <laughs> it's I not about that. the skill we have people there that are just trying to move their bodies we have yeah. people there that are just trying to challenge their choreography yeah. brains because yeah. that's something difficult when you see Hard. somebody doing something and you're trying to mimic it yeah. like it's really important she's really good at teaching too because the she does like in-depth choreography where it's not like you're not doing flips and splits and stuff but you're just doing like fast paced uh choreography uh yeah and it just yeah it it feels cool to 
to learn. My brain doesn't work in that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. my brain doesn't work through my limbs. Yeah, it works yeah. through my language more. Right. Yeah. That's, like, always how it's been. Yeah. So I'm so uncoordinated. Right. It's like, just always talk good to, to ground corner. yourself out, you know? Yeah. It's just good, yeah. It's good. It's, it's been a lot of fun. This is good. It feels like we kind of started to segue into sharing oh. where we're going to be <laughs> oh, yeah. and what our socials are. So maybe we could do that. Kamora, would you like to tell the fine people where they can find you? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me every season, either Berlin or Roscoe's. See her uh, in the spring. <laughs> literally, basically. No, but um, I am performing end of February, I think like the 23rd Yay. for uh, Drag Matinee in yeah. Berlin, my favorite show to do. Yay. And like, what honestly, what I love about it is like you can honestly do whatever you want yeah. and the crowd is so like supportive and positive yeah. like, you feel good about it no matter yeah. what so that's why I love doing your shows I love you love you too and where can they follow you did you already say that uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram but follow me on Instagram instead I update more um, at Kamora Hall K-A-H-M-O-R-A Hall you know, you know how to spell it <laughs> down the hall yep. uh, down like the hall. diner hall yep <laughs> Um, and yeah, Denali. Um, yeah, you can find me at Denali's Dance Class every other Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. at Berlin Nightclub. I'll be, be there. At, yeah, I'll be at a Drag Matinee on February 16th. Um, and I will also be at Cusp, Trisha Vesfiero's awesome new show at mm. Berlin Nightclub. Oh, um, and you can follow me on Instagram at D E N A L I Denali. Underscore dot underscore, unfortunately. So complicated. It's okay. It's okay. It, you know. I you know. Get it. You get it, Lucky, yeah. Um, but it might change in the future. We'll see. But for now, that's where my Insta is. Facebook, Denali, Onice. Um, just to clear the air, Onice is not an official last name. <laughs> Denali and Ice. It's supposed to say Denali. It's supposed to be like Denali on Ice. Like on Denali. Ice. Uh, and everyone's like, are you I some like Irish person? I was like, you're, yeah, you're a Denali on Ice? Oh, literally a leprechaun. <laughs> A lot of performers go through this like weird name change for yeah. You're telling me. Or <laughs> In the eighth year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for uh, it was just a joke that Abhijit and I were like, that's really kind funny. of coming up with. Um, but no, considering I'm a fox, my full name I suppose is Denali Fox. Denali O Fox. Denali O Fox. Yes, Denali O Fox. Right, but Denali O Fox. Nice, Fox, Fox, brah. Man, but this episode is fully off the rails. I love it. <laughs> for shows, for anything. My else, cheeks hurt. For, right, we've been laughing a lot. <laughs> for just performances, anything. I just, I am the mononym. I am Denali. So, um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, and I just got a Twitter. I'm not really sure how to is it fully Twitter. I feel like it's like. Um, a language that's like backwards, kind of like Korean. Korean is like you start with like the last thing that you would say in English oh, and yeah. then go yes. forward. Like subject. So you like end with your something. important it's point. Like, it's like Twitter inception. You'll see something and it's like in reply to like this and in reply to that. And then so you have to like go back to see what the original thing was. <laughs> Do you know? Kind of. Maybe you're just like a practice Twitter person, yeah. and I'm very not. <laughs> I'm, I'm like Twitter for ten years. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So I'm still getting these, but yeah, that's at Denali Fox with two X's. So you can go, follow me on Twitter. Go follow Denali on Twitter. She yeah. doesn't know what she's doing. It'll nope. be fascinating. It's real fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm uh, Lucky Stiff on Instagram. I am still Lucky Stiff to the le- the number two on Twitter. 
Please don't bug Carl anymore. I'm pretty sure he's not responding. Ooh. It's fine. We stand Carl. No, we do not. Just don't take kidding. Carl's side. Just kidding. We don't. But what if you are past? Then Ooh. rest in peace, Carl. Yes, rest in peace, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> burping during, yeah, my, just... <laughs> during my outro. It's the bubbles. Um, and his heart is fluttering. She's burping. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of things. I think I'm in um, love. Oh, my. Oh. Um, and also, every third Friday, I co-host Goddess with Cat Sass. And you can watch my Instagram stories um, and my Twitter feed for other shows I might be a part of, none of which will come out in time for <laughs> this podcast. Um, I am T-Rex in Chicago on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me every Saturday at Drag Matinee. You can find me every first Sunday at XYZ at Roscoe's. Every Friday for the viewing parties uh, for RuPaul's Drag Race. It's fucking insane. We have insane lineups this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me. I have a residency in Milwaukee. At Dick's, I have a residency with uh, fucking all these things. Ladies. Yeah, uh, and, uh, in Louisville uh, with Hard Candy and um, what else? Oh, uh, Meatball and James Mansfield are coming to Drag Matinee on Ooh, the 9th of March uh, for uh, the Goofball, uh, our, our comedy show. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Vander Von Odd is coming on the 9th for Valentine's Quinceanera. Uh, which is our, uh, our all Latinx show, except for my white ass hosting. Hey. Sorry, I can't get rid of myself. I'm <laughs> Valentine's Quince is one of my favorite events yes. all, every single year. When is it? Uh, it's so Valentine every year has their Quince. Oh, it's on the ninth. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think so too. But this and is kind of a bubbly podcast, but I feel like I we liked it. Had I had fun. Yes. Yeah. I'm an imposter. I, I learned that. Eat a little. Eat. Oh God. Yeah. Well, you, stay seated. We'll you, get you a towel. You learned. I, I diagnosed you with your syndrome. Yep. Yeah, we got you drunk. Yep. Uh, your heart fluttered. And, um, uh, we talked about all sorts of things on this yeah. podcast. It's just such an honor to have you here the day before Don't. you freeze to death. Yes, I know. We're, gonna, we're all going to go outside and Sweet freeze fun. on the sidewalk, yeah. and this will be our obituary. Oh, God. I'm not looking forward to it. Sorry we left you with this. We tried. Cheers. 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 Thank Cheers you. Guys. Thank you for having us. Oh, also, I'm oh. prettier than Saltine. That's all I have to say. <gasps> <laughs> Sustained your love, you girl.